guys, and welcome back to episode 57 of Spill the D. For those of you who are new here, my name is Sabrina, and I'm always joined with my fabulous co-host, Gina. Fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to respond to that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm happy to be here. We I've been looking at a lot of pink stuff today, so that was like Sharpay fabulous kind of oh, vibes i yeah. like that i was yep. going with glamorous today Ooh. i had a tiara on earlier i kind of felt like i was like hot shit i have fun news for everybody listening when you guys listen to this this upcoming thursday we will actually be in florida sad well i won't be there till friday but yeah oh, she psyched me out i thought she's coming early <laughs> well, going on friday but yes we will be in florida in yes. disney for the run and the yoga and all that fun stuff yes did you know fun fact they've only ever offered this yoga for cast members this is the first time they're ever offering it to non-cast members and this is your first time doing it, which yeah. means that you have to do it every year so that we will get the legacy thing. It's so fun. So both my mother and I were trying to find videos of like when to get there and like tips and things like that. And we couldn't really find much because it was just cast members and like no cast member is going to put a video of cast yeah. member only things. That's so funny. Well, the good news is next week when we get back, we're going to be recording about Run Disney. So hopefully you'll be able to shed some light on that for the next year or next time people want to do it. Yes. And I already think that this is going to go well. I'm going to want to do more. Absolutely. I agree. More and more. I'm so excited. <laughs> and then we'll get right into the news. I actually have some fun news today. Actually, I'm not going to call it fun because I'll let you guys be the judge of that. So inspired by Epcot, so the vision that Walt had in the beginning of time in the 1970s. The beginning of time when dinosaurs walked the world and Walt Disney came up with the idea. <laughs> beginning of the Walt Disney time. <laughs> you know, the 70s. <laughs> So Walt Disney planned Epcot to be kind of a community for cast members to live on the property, have this community together. They're actually bringing this plan to life, not with an amusement park, but with a residential community. <laughs> so in Palm Springs area in California, starting later this year, they're going to start building this residential community called Story Living. They didn't want to go with Once Upon a Time and call it Storybrooke. Oh, that would have been smart. Yeah, they really missed their chance. They did. Maybe they did this on purpose. I don't know. But it's said to hold about 1,900 residential units on a 618-acre lot. There's cast members that are, like, doing all the uptake and on the property and making it good. It's supposed to have a small town vibe with the beauty of a resort. All of the comments from humans have said that this is a dystopia, it's catering to the wealthy, Disney adults are stupid. I was reading all the comments because I was like, huh, I think this is cool. <laughs> and when I started reading the comments, I was like, oh, nobody thinks the same way. <laughs> but it's so cool. I, I don't know. I support most of what Disney does. Not inflation-related topics, but I think this should be fun. I am very excited to find out what it's going to cost. Yeah. 
especially in California, because California, with that being one of the most expensive places to live, unless you are extremely wealthy, I'll say I'm in Pennsylvania. So unless you're extremely wealthy in Pennsylvania, you are not even going to be able to afford the minimum in California with some of these houses. Yeah. So that'll be really interesting. So it's single family homes and condominium. Condominium. I can never say that word. (laughs) Condominiums. Townhomes. (laughs) And then they plan to actually have 55 and older for some of their upcoming residential communities. So this is catering to kind of everybody, but I don't actually know the cost yet. They haven't talked about it. They have only planned it. And then Josh Demario? Demario? Josh Demario. Yeah. Josh Jamaro was actually the one that was talking about all of this. It's a very cool concept. Right. Oh, and just so anyone knows, he's the chairman of the Disney Parks and Experiences. So that's kind of interesting that they have him running this. I guess that falls under experiences. Yeah. It might be pronounced Josh D'Amaro. It's D apostrophe A-M-A-R-O. Yeah. Tomorrow, tomorrow. I don't know. Tomorrow. He's rich. He can afford one of these houses. <laughs> but yeah, so he was standing in the lot that they're planning to build in, and it looks cool. But they're getting a lot of backlash. I think people are just cooped up and angry. <laughs> I think people get mad when it comes to things that they can't have. Yes, I. I'm aware that I'm not going to be able to afford this place. Good for the people who are, like, but there are people who, because they know they can't afford it, are like, oh my God, it's so stupid. Why would you do that? Or the people that live in California that feel, like, attacked almost. Us two East Coasters are not affected by this at all. (laughs) Which also could be why people feel attacked, because why is it in California? Why can't it be near Florida? How come? Yeah. I don't know. If they want to put one near Philly, I'll take it. Yeah, I would love to see it. I think when they start building and finishing the project is what I'm going to call it. I think it would be fun to tour it. When we lived on Disney property, I'm going to say property with their quotes. When we lived in our DCP housing, I actually really enjoyed like the community that was there. I agree. It was nice. Everybody said hello. Yeah, it'll be really cool to see how it turns out, how they go about it. I'm very excited to find out how much one of the homes costs. And as soon as we know, we will tell you guys because we are both currently house hunting, which means that's all we talk about. We are on Zillow all the time. All day, every day. (laughs) On to the next piece of news. We kind of talked about this last week a little bit. We talked about how Universal had lifted their mask mandate and that they are officially not required indoors if you are fully vaccinated. And I went in and I edited it to let you guys know that we manifested it into the universe and that you no longer need them in Disney either. Because, of course, as soon as we got done recording, they made the announcement, like every other time. Yes. So, masks are no longer required in Disney indoors if you're fully vaccinated. The only spot they are still required is on transportation. Yeah. My whole family has said that we'll still bring masks inside just in case we feel overwhelmed yeah it's kind of one of those do whatever you're comfortable with now which is really nice yeah and i think it's so funny that we manifested it and just so everyone knows that could happen this time we have to record pretty early because we are leaving for disney this week so some news may come out that we aren't able to get in the episode because this is a earlier recorded episode we'll post it on our instagram though if there's anything big exactly i did see when doing Disney news, 
I'm a very sunshiny person and seeing a lot of negative news this week made me really upset. (laughs) There's a lot of news on people getting upset with Disney raising prices. We are raising prices at my work here. Tiny little vet clinic. Everything's raising prices. Inflation is a thing, people. It's okay to be upset, but not like attack everything about it. It's just really hard to see it right in front of your face, you know, like see it happening. And I don't know. It is kind of annoying from Disney because they just went and released all of their numbers for the last quarter and said how amazing they were and then still proceeded to raise the multiple day ticket prices only by like a dollar or two, depending on the day. Yeah. But still they did raise it and that adds up. With the optimism part of this news, we do actually have an episode for you guys to listen to called Disney on a Dime to save every penny that you guys can when you guys go to Disney. So that will help you guys no matter the price increase or anything like that. We went in. I understand. It's hard. Life is hard right now. But But yeah, so with that, Disney did just raise the prices for the multiple day tickets. But yeah, go ahead, listen to the episode. There's so many money-saving tips on there that it'll make up for every dollar that Disney tried to get out of you. Yes. They also raised it on food, but just listen to our thing and we'll give you recommendations on how to save money on food. I'm going to listen to our episode. (laughs) (laughs) Every other park is also raising prices, like Busch Gardens, Six Flags, things like that. Disney's just really big and everybody relates to it so they're only focusing on disney raising prices the world keeps turning let's go yeah. ask for that raise come on let's go yeah. why do you need There's a raise, no raise. <laughs> why do you need a raise because i really really wanted to get a mickey ice cream bar but right now i can only afford a pretzel that was backwards the pretzels are more expensive but still you get the idea i go to disney and i really need to afford it you can do this me. we have faith in you our last bit of news is actually kind of exciting for those of you who don't know my brother little brother he's not so little but he's little to me he's in school for film so every time I see like short films or things like that I will always text him like oh are you excited so Disney is releasing Launchpad which is short film a short film collection of about six short films and they're by six new filmmakers so it's kind of exciting because they're like introducing all these like filmmakers and new films and testing out this stuff and it's supposed to be released on may 28th on disney plus so if you guys are into film check it out what did ryan say like recommends you check it out he answered my question with a question all right Uh, well you have homework then before next week find out if he thinks that we should watch it or not i will see my brother on wednesday so i will re-ask him but his answer to me was i have not seen them as obvious because it's out on May 28th, but anything showcasing unknown talent is good. Oh, so yes, watch it. Help that unknown talent become known. Quite exciting. He also has his own films, not to be that person, but I can link some stuff of his. But that is it for Disney news. Let's get into the episode. I'm so excited to do this one. So I think this is finishing up for ranking rides at Disney. Our last park of Epcot. Yeah, so we did a whole series on ranking rides. As always, we kind of spread our episodes out. That way, if you hate it and don't care about how we rank the rides, which obviously you people don't, you're here right now. 
But that way, if you do, it's not the same thing four weeks in a row. It's actually been a while since the last time we did one of these. So this is our last one of this little mini series. And I'm excited for it. Yeah. This feels really fun. We've talked about Epcot in a different way last week. So now we get to talk about Epcot. In- we talked about Animal Kingdom last week. Oh my god, we did. Why do I keep thinking it's Epcot? I don't know. Your text confused me. I had to go back and look, and I was like, no, it's been like six weeks since we've talked about Epcot. I, for sure, my brain was telling me we, we talked about Epcot. Nope, we talked all about Animal Kingdom. <sighs> I just got really excited last week to go to Disney, so I think my brain was just like, we talked about Epcot. <laughs> sure, that logic makes sense. Okay, so... The way that we have it set up, guys, is we are going to rank all of the Epcot rides. There are only 10. That's why we're doing it this way. I know with Magic Kingdom, we just gave you our top five. That's because there's a crap ton. So we're just going to rank them all for you, starting from 10 and working our way to one. And there's actually a lot of shows in Epcot as well. So we decided that we would just tell you our favorite, like, one or two of them because the shows are a whole nother beast in itself. We could do a whole episode just about shows in Disney. So, Sab, do you want to start with your number 10? I think we have the same one. We can say it at the same time. Okay, ready? One, two... Did you start five? Who counts that for five? We'll start at three. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Seize with Nemo and friends. Yes. Okay. We do not enjoy this ride. This is my least favorite ride in all of Disney. If you've been here before, you know that. I think there was one episode where I ranted for like five minutes about how much this ride is booty. This ride is trash. It's not great. It's really good if you have little kids. Riding with my niece is always fun. But I don't like it. It's dark. You sit there and the storyline's not great. And Finding Nemo is, I think, an amazing movie. It's one of the first movies I was ever able to quote almost every word to it's one of my hidden talents i can do the whole scene when they're like oh you guys made me ache it was my graduation cap (laughs) but i still mm -mm. no it doesn't have a plot and there's like no words in the beginning it's just nemo like running away and people going (laughs) yeah like there's just like there's like the bubbles guy and things like that it just doesn't it's not a story I can do without. I also really enjoy the movie Finding Nemo and Finding Dory. I think partially because of what I studied in school. But this ride just really doesn't doesn't do it for you. It does not feel like Disney made it. It feels like some kid was like, you guys should do this. Uh, Yeah, I feel like they kind of like cut some corners on it. I don't know. Not my favorite. And I'm pretty open about it. Yeah. The ending of it, when you get to the aquarium, that's the best part. <laughs> that is a fun part. Sorry, guys. We're pretty brutally honest on this podcast. Yeah. If, uh, <laughs> if you wanted all sunshine and rainbows about Disney's rides, <laughs> which is funny because some parks, when we talk about them, it is sunshines and rainbows. And we're like, every ride is great, but here's the best of the best. But this one, yeah, this one kind of falls short. <laughs> Sorry. Sab keeps giving a thumbs down. I love the fact that we're a podcast and constantly talk with our hands. Italians. Oh, yeah. Italians with the podcast. Dangerous. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so what is your number nine? Don't come for me. Okay. The three caballeros. I know. Don't come for me. 
This was really hard. Okay. That only hurt a little bit. There was trouble with my order. I think reasoning. My family always rides this multiple times when we're at Nepcot. And I think it's because we get margaritas so often that we just ride the ride when we're in relevance to Mexico. Plus there's no line ever for it. I just, you overdid I like it. Plot, but like, it just, I don't know. It's like, it's a small world. You know, what's funny. I think the three caballeros has the same plot as the Finding Nemo ride as the season with Nemo and friends. They are looking for Donald. They are looking yeah. for Nemo. And the whole time it's, they're looking for him and he's like, on the other screen that the, the one they're not on like he's just never where they are and that's the same exact plot of the season with Nemo and friends yes but I like the way that the three coming years is it better yeah but they they could do so much with it like the screen projections and like I just think Mexico is one of the prettiest pavilions they could just do so much it's an old ride though but when Coco takes over I'm excited for that. That's still just a rumor. I want it to be true. I'm going to manifest it to the world every day until it's true. Now it's going to happen because everything we say on this podcast happens. <laughs> Disney's going to so drop the Mountain, price. Of the t- <laughs> drop the prices and Splash Mountain stays Splash Mountain. <laughs> Disney's going to drop the ticket prices? What? <laughs> Putting that into the universe. <laughs> what is your number nine? Okay, so my number nine is Ratatouille, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. So Remy's Ratatouille Adventure is my number nine. The reason it's my number nine is I have not actually gotten to ride it yet because I haven't been to Epcot since it opened. We were there right before it opened, and I haven't gone back since. So it's only my number nine because I haven't done it yet. So if that doesn't tell you how much I don't like the seas with Nemo and friends, I don't know what will. (laughs) a potential ride over an actual ride <laughs> i think once i ride it it's going to shoot up my list and i think once guardians of the galaxy comes out that's going to be my number one so my whole list is going to change in a few months yes which i'll be riding ratatouille next month when i'm there so i'll be able to in a few weeks but yes i just <laughs> i haven't ridden it yet but yeah that's how i feel about the season of nemo and friends i love it <laughs> So what is your number eight? Oh, no, your turn. I just went. What's your number eight? Oh, Spaceship Earth. Okay. I don't know. I used to find it very exciting and thrilling, but now I just kind of feel like it's a must do because it's the ball. You know, (laughs) thrilling is not the word I would ever use for Spaceship Earth. I like the history. Like, I love, I love a good history lesson. Okay. But like, I don't know. Now I'm just bored. You've done it so many times. Yeah. Well, it's not one of those rides that the more you do it, the more you see or anything like that. Like, it's going to be the same every time you do it. Exactly the same. Unless you, of course, do it in a different language or something like that, which is I read the fun. Japanese. That was definitely fun. German was fun. Oh. It felt like they were yelling at me. <laughs> And every time that I've been on it now, it's also broken down. Also, my boyfriend fell asleep on it for the first time. His first time ever riding it, he was snoring asleep. Oh (laughs) my god. You know, we could literally do a whole episode about what rides people have napped on at Disney. I have actually, when I was in Tokyo Disney, we were exhausted because we went out the night before. We went to Disney the next day and we woke up at like 
five in the morning to go. We were like all tired. We were like, where can we take a nap? <laughs> so we went into one of the shows and took a nap in the theater. <laughs> I don't think I've ever napped in Disney. Rick fell asleep on Carousel of Progress. I have a picture of it. Typical. Yeah. I don't think I ever have. I have fell asleep right where you meet Tinkerbell and Mickey on Main Street, like before you get to Main Street. We were waiting for either a parade or a reservation. I don't know, something. And I literally put my head on the the panel on the side and I fell asleep. I was like, this is happening. <laughs> That's Town Square Theater. I wonder if you were waiting to go into Tony's. Probably. We love Tony's. Yeah, that would make sense. But yeah, that was definitely, those are the only two places I've napped like on purpose, on accident kind of vibe. I don't think I've ever napped at Disney otherwise. As an adult. I get the adrenaline. I can't stop. Well, yes. Yeah. Plus now we're old enough to drink, so. That too. When in doubt. (laughs) So my number eight, you're going to hate me. My number eight is living with the land. Most people don't enjoy it. It's not that I don't enjoy it. I just kind of get bored. I don't really care about plants. And it's so long. Yeah. It just keeps going. I like looking for hidden Mickeys during it. It's It just keeps going. It's cute, though. It's a nice little break in the air conditioning. Yeah. I have to say, my whole family is so intrigued by it. I thought it was really cool the first time. Yeah. Never have to do it again. Like, we love it so much we did the tour. <laughs> See, that I think would be cool because that's a different way to look at it. Yeah. But again, I think that's a tour I would only have to do one time. I would absolutely do Keys to the Kingdom a second time. I would do one of the the Wild Africa Trek a second time. I don't think I would go back and do the Living with the Land tour a second time. You have your moments. I've worked Everyone with has- aquaponics and aquaculture. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Everyone has their thing. That's not mine. That one's nice and low for me. All right. Number seven. I hate to do this. When is Figment? <laughs> It's kind of low. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed Spill the Day. <laughs> we made it 57 episodes before the fight that ended it all. I mean, hey, we all knew it had to come eventually. Did I think it would be over Figment? No, but here we are. So, Seb, go kick rocks. <laughs> guys, it's been fun. I apologize, but I have... This was a difficult list. Every other park, I had no issue. I was like, boom, I have my list. This park, I was like, huh, I don't know. I think this was the park I had the easiest time because I have respect for my boy Figment and didn't put him as number seven out of ten. But you also have not ridden Remy's. Okay, what does that have to do with him being so low? Because I think you would put that higher on your list if you wrote it instead of number nine. You still put him below some rides that he is definitely better than. (laughs) I didn't come for you with Living with the Land. Don't come for me with Figment. (laughs) I love Figment. I will ride it every time, but it is low on my list. Okay. Tell me more. Come on. Justify it. (laughs) And then I'll stop judging you. I think the justification comes with the justification of other rides as well. Okay, so it's just the other rides you enjoy more. Yes. I have more passion for them. I love Figment, but the ride is not as good as my other rides. Okay. 
I can understand that. Yeah. I can I can get behind passion. This was a difficult time for me. What is your number seven? What's your number one? Just kidding. You really want to know? No. <laughs> <laughs> My number seven is Spaceship Earth. Slow on the list for us. That says a lot. <laughs> yeah. I don't ride it multiple times. It's yeah. a one and done while I'm there. I ride it every time I'm there. I just need to ride it once. Sometimes like- in English, sometimes in German. <laughs> We kind of ride it more as an exiting ride, or if we're like, huh, we're in the little limbo of like what we could do next, let's ride Spaceship Earth. It's that insert here kind of ride. I need air conditioning. What can I do? Let me go yeah. ride Spaceship Earth. There's no line. Yeah. I don't need a little she- wind tunnel. You got to go to Spaceship Earth for it. <laughs> My sister in law might get mad at me for saying this, but she actually, we went on it when we were there because she had to breastfeed. And it's nice and dark, so you can breastfeed on that ride. You can take naps. You can breastfeed. You can do anything you want. You need a snack. Anything you want. (laughs) Should clarify that they're not the comfiest of seats. No, not at all. I'm still shocked he fell asleep. He must have been exhausted. Yeah, because they're like hard seats that don't have an angle to them. (laughs) I don't know what it is. Some men can fall asleep anywhere. Anywhere. But yeah, so that's my number seven. Give me your number six. My number six is Mission Space. This is the one that I'm baffled. It was above Journey into Imagination. I this is where I was thrown off. Love my tummy tingling feeling. If it was the green storyline with the orange tummy twister, I think this would be my number one. Oh, okay, that's fair. But I just don't, I wish it was a different plot. Like, it's the same plot every time. The first couple times, you're like, this is so exciting. There's buttons for me to press. And then it's just not. That would be kind of cool if they did different storylines. Kind of like Star Tours, how it's different every time you're in there. Yes. That would be cool if they could come up with that for Mission Space. I think that would really change the game. I agree. I wonder if they just don't get enough people throughout the day to make that worth it. I think if they redid it, and like kind of came out with it, they'd probably have more people go. But I think because people just hear like it's the same plot every time, some people might actually just skip it altogether. Oh, a lot of people do, especially because of all the warnings about getting sick. Because I get sick in cars and I didn't really have an issue on it. They obviously don't want anyone risking it, but I think more people could go on it that like people who think they couldn't probably could. Well, the warnings are so aggressive. (laughs) Oh my God, yeah. Don't come on. And then it's like, Room number two, motion sickness, don't come on. And it's like, okay. <laughs> you are like a few feet in line and it's telling you again. Yeah. I took Luke on it when we went in October and he really liked it. And then my family, when we were trying to decide what to do later, we were between like getting coffee and like just kind of hanging out. And we were like, oh, let's ride Mission Space. And like Cassie and Ryan were just so anti it. And me and Lexi were like, come on, ride it. Let's ride <laughs> it. Let's go. I think everybody's just over it. <laughs> Has a bad stigma. Yeah. I just, I love it. I love that little feeling. It's actually my number six as well. Beautiful. (laughs) So far we have the same number 10 and the same number six. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I like it. The green plot line where you're just throwing around the earth is really cool. I do like the Mars plot line. I will never forget the first time I wrote it and we got to the part where it puts you into hypersleep and... We thought Ellie did something to break it, and we all were like, Ellie, what the hell? And we're yelling at her, and then she was panicking, and then we obviously came out of hypersleep. What did you do? 
Oh my God, that's so funny. It's one of those rides that if you're with the right people, you can end up with a really funny story from it. Like that is one of my favorite Disney stories. Like the whole thing, not even just that little part. My whole experience on Mission Space was chaos the first time I rode it. If you're with the right people, it could be a hilarious story to tell later, which is my favorite kind of experiences. I rode it with Kirkisha when we were kind of drunk. (laughs) It was very fun. If you do not throw up from drinking and spinning, give it a go. <laughs> That's so funny. You and Kirkisha were drunk when you wrote it. So between the two of you, did you share one beer and that got you there? Or? I got it. I'm a lightweight. <laughs> so is Kirkisha. But to clarify, I did have one beer. <laughs> what did Kirkisha have? One beer. We went to the bar in London and we got beer and then we... Went to Finding Nemo, which is really funny, but my roommate worked there, so that's why we went to see it. And then we rode that. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. See, if you're with the right people, it can be a good time. Yes. Number five. We're getting into our top five. This is where I started questioning everything. <laughs> everything I've ever known. Because <laughs> I started at one and it worked my way down instead of the other way because I found that might be easier. My number five is actually Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. You know what's funny about that? You told me that ride for you was like a one and done kind of thing. Yes. It's a good ride. But I hate the 3D effect on the ride because then you have blocking like of seeing all the cool aspects of the ride. Don't tell me too much. I haven't ridden it yet. So when you're between the scenes, when you're wearing the 3D glasses, like I couldn't see anything. I was so overwhelmed, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it's like the virtual queue, so you only get to ride it once. You can't go on it again. Well, that's done now. Yeah, yeah. So that was how we were. We rode it twice in one trip from our virtual queue. And it was the same thing both times. I just felt very overwhelmed by not being able to see everything because of the 3D glasses. Gotcha. That makes sense to me. So, But overall, if, you enjoyed the ride. Yes. I think if it didn't have the 3D glasses, I think it would be, like, my number one. Interesting. But the 3D glass, like, ugh, just, just ruined it for you. It's just so in the way. They're not, like, circular glasses. They're, like, thinner, like, around your eye. I don't know. It just really bothered me. It's also, like, my mother wears glasses. So, like, watching her put on 3D glasses with her glasses, I'm like, oh, this stings. But it was a good plot. I really liked it. Halfway down. (laughs) That was a really good description of why it's your number five without spoiling anything for me. So thank you. You're welcome. I do not like to spoil. I love, I love people to have the same reaction I have, which is why I tend to not go on social media when there's like new things like the Velociraptor ride. Yeah, I haven't seen anything about that. I have not been on Hagrid's yet. I'm going to go on that when I go to Universal this time. And... I was listening to a podcast trying to figure out what I wanted to eat and stuff while I was there, and they spoiled Hagrid's, and I couldn't fast forward quick enough, because when I realized it was happening, it was too late. Dang. So I now know, like, three different things, and I was like, oh, no. I'm so upset. Yeah, my sisters have not been on it yet, and I did not know that they had never been on it. I think I almost spoiled it for them. Well, hopefully you didn't. But yeah. I only spoiled, like, two things for myself, but... I don't even know how long they talked about it, but two was enough for me to be like, oh, dang it. I was excited for that. Like to not know. Now I know stuff. So I just have to keep my mouth shut with everyone else. Yeah. Well, on the Remy's ride, I had only seen the fountain outside of it because people were taking pictures galore. 
I had not seen anything in it. It's really cool to have that experience as your own. Mm-hmm. I agree. I definitely agree. So my number five is the Grand Fiesta Tour. Whoa. Starring Donald. I don't know. There's something about drinking around the world. I like to start in Canada because I am chaotic. So when I end in Mexico and I'm nice and wasty pants, hopping on the Grand Fiesta Tour is hilarious and yeah. I love it. And it's so fun when you have alcohol in your system. <laughs> so I am going with the Grand Fiesta Tour is my number five. And I yeah. like it has that old Epcot feel to it still. And I like that. Like where you said you feel like it needs to be updated. I like that it's not. There's parts of it that I'm like, ah, don't change. But that is a really good drunk song. The, the three, three caballeros. The three caballeros. <laughs> oh my God. What a song. I love it. And my uncle, when I was younger, and when by younger, I mean 22, told me that the part with all of the dolls when they're in Mexico, he told me that that's what happens when the It's a Small World dolls try and run away. They send them there. He did not like that. <laughs> and now every time I go through there, I crack up because I just picture that. I feel like I ride it now because... It's usually my dad, I feel like, leading us into Mexico to ride. Let's go! We watched the glass blowing, which is really, really oh, cool. so cool. And then he was like, come on, let's go. You know, come on. They also do the glass blowing on Main Street in Magic Kingdom and in Disney Springs. I didn't know they did it in Magic Kingdom. Yeah, in the, the glass shop where you have to walk through with your hands at your side so you don't break anything. Uh, which is why I don't go in there. Yes, there's, there's sometimes <laughs> someone there doing the glass blowing. I feel like my hair would knock something over. <laughs> I'm always absolutely paranoid because I have been referred to as a bull in a china shop my entire life. And I don't want to prove people right literally by going in and knocking down stuff in a china shop. That's why. I was like, I've definitely seen all of the shops there, but I think I've skipped over that one every time. Probably. It's on the right. They sell jewelry and stuff too. It's very pretty. Definitely not us. I am so careful in that store. I'm always paranoid. That's cool, though. I'll definitely look at it for it next time. Yeah. You can also do it in Disney Springs at Arabas. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That one's free to go see. I was so going to say, so is the one in Mexico, but you have to pay to get in the park. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I meant. You don't have to pay to get in there. <laughs> so right. what is your number four? My number four is living with the land. <laughs> that is lower than I thought you would have yes. it. I wanted it to be my number one, but then I was like, well, realistically... I would only ride it once in a day, and the other rides I would ride multiple times if I could. Okay. I love living with the land. Oh, my God. I love the smell of it and the plants. I might have said this multiple times, but I've worked with aquaponics, aquaculture, and we did the behind-the-scenes tour, which was really cool. I worked with tilapias, and they have tilapias. Isn't <laughs> it called behind-the-seeds? Yeah. Like yeah. S-E-E-D-S? Yeah. And I it's like that. $25 a person. So it's not expensive to do it. Was that a cast member deal or that's really what it cost? I don't remember. I was a cast member when we did it. Okay. I don't know. But they write your name in like Disney letters, little name tag. And it's so exciting. That's cute. We were having so much fun. Now, did doing the behind the scenes tour make you like living with the land even more? Yes. Okay. Yes. I loved the girl that was our tour guide. I can't remember if she was an intern or not. She's probably a professional intern. 
but she was amazing. She was so excited. You could like feel it in her voice and we're all excited. One of my sisters actually worked with aquaculture before. I could be wrong. She worked with something with plants inside and she's very much a plant lady. So like, it's just like fun to be with like plant people there. A plant mom. Yeah. I kill plants if I look at them wrong. So we're very different people in some things, and that is one of them. Yes. I like it. I wish there was different narration every time. I don't know. Like, it would be cool if there was, like, a human in the front, like Jungle Cruise. So you got, like, a different experience every time. If they had a sense of humor like Jungle Cruise, I'd ride it significantly more. They could be like, let me point out my favorite plans. But that, that was probably my only feedback for it was I wish that it was more, like, personal contact rather than the same guy that talked. Gotcha. That's fair. And I get so excited. I'm like, oh, mom, there's coffee beans. And we've ridden it like twice in one day already. And she's like, you told me that last time. <laughs> you know what I like seeing on it? When you go on it during a festival and they mm. have a little sign next to the plant of what food that plant is in. Like which yeah. festival food? Because that does change with the festivals. I agree. I also have like really weird OCD with certain things. And the way that they rake the sand makes me excited. I like when they rake a Mickey into it. I've never seen that. I guess you haven't ridden it as much as I have. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't think I look at the sand too much. And then I'm like too overwhelmed. They put like all the plants like clumped together at one point and I'm like looking in the left and then they miss all the stuff on the right. The hanging plants are really cool. Yeah. And they have sleeping grass, which is so exciting to me when you like touch it and it like closes. Oh, does it make you fall asleep? That would be really cool. That's like some once upon a time stuff. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. <laughs> Take this and sleep. <laughs> like melatonin. Oh, oh, you mean like that kind of sleep. Okay, I get it. I thought you meant like more of like passing out kind of sleep. <laughs> no, I kind of meant passing out kind of sleep. Like, you know, like some Snow White and Prince Charming kind of thing. Okay. If you touch the sleeping grass, you need a true love's kiss to wake you up. I am such a Disney adult. Gina, your Disney adult is showing. Yeah. All right, so my number four is actually Frozen Ever After. Whoa. I know. That's not surprising, though, to me. Based off what's left, it kind of makes sense why that's number four. I think it's a really cute ride. I just think there's three rides that I like more than that. The line's always way too long for me, which I get, because bringing kids to Epcot, that is where you need to bring them. That is a great ride. My niece talked about it all day. She was like, the Elsa boat, the Elsa boat. So... It is a really good ride. And I just, I like the ride. The music is fun and it doesn't follow the exact storyline of Frozen, which is kind of interesting to me. But I like the storyline that they came up with. We love the little Yoohoo guy. I wish he was actually in it. Yoohoo! Yeah. <laughs> Makes him a blowout. <laughs> if you use the Genie Plus or have a fast pass, you don't get to see him. Oh, that is true. Mm -hmm. But I really like the queue. I love, like, all the, the, the small details of it. It's a really cute queue. It can move kind of slow. I've only ever really waited in it when I rope dropped it, because I always rope drop that one. So that helps. But, yeah, I like it. Frozen Ever After. It's cute. It's my number four. With my niece, probably my number one or two. <laughs> but everything's different when you do Disney with a baby. Yeah. She's not a baby. She's almost three. But still... <laughs> I do remember the first time I wrote it, like almost crying because of how exciting it was. I'm not going to give any spoilers to it because I don't want to be that person now. 
now now I'm weary of it (laughs) yeah if you guys can't tell we do really try to not spoil anything too big on here yeah there was one part of it that I just was like overwhelmed with emotions and I think I started crying (laughs) what is your number three so my number three is actually test track if it was OG test track that would be number one without even thinking twice about anything on this list this test track does not excite me it's also my number three, but I'm kind of wondering if I should switch it with Frozen. I might like Frozen more than Test Track. Yeah. I love the part where it goes really, really fast, though, when yes. you hit 65. And I think that's why I put it above Frozen, because I'm likely to ride it more than one time because I love that part. Because that's, like, the most thrill you're going to get while you're in Epcot. It was really exciting. My boyfriend really liked cars. He loves cars. Anything about cars, fixed cars, things like that. So having him come go on test track was so exciting. And then he could hear it in the line. I don't know why this was so exciting, but he would like hear like the vroom, vroom. And he was, this is so exciting. Like, Aww. he was getting excited, which made me excited. So I think the last time we wrote it, I think it was just like a really good time. Good. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. But other than that, I really don't ride Test Track because I just, I like the older one. It gives me like dinosaur vibes, if that makes sense. How they have like a whole plot to it. Oh, okay, okay. Like they I were mean, like, oh, you're going to test it out. Test Track, test it out with the dummy. And then like the part where you go really fast is through a dummy door. <sighs> it was fun. Well, because this one is now supposed to be testing like the car you made. To see how it tests, which being a competitive person, I find that part fun. If you're with people, you know, because you could be like, my car scored higher than you. But sometimes it takes forever for the car to come up. So you don't even get to see how you scored. Yeah. Well, I think from like a realistic point of view, like Epcot is community of tomorrow. So like having the futuristic vibes of Test Track actually makes sense for the park itself which makes me upset because I'm like, well, I get it. (laughs) I didn't want to get it, but I get it. Yeah. Still fun. I agree. It's my number three. The part where it goes 65 miles per hour is life-changing. Okay. I am really excited. I think I know your number two then. That would make your number two Frozen Ever After. (gasps) Your number two is Soren. Who are you and what did you do with Sabrina? (laughs) So, OG Soren, 100%. I love the orange fields. I don't know. Something about the over California thing just makes me more excited than over the world. But but I still love the ride. I'm just also scared of heights. So some part of that ride just freaks me out. It's exciting because I'm like, I am looking at a screen. I'm looking at a screen. I'm looking at a screen. And I look down at the manta rays and I'm like, we're really high. We're really high. <laughs> so it's your number two. Yeah. So Soren's my number two. Wow. Yes. I told you this list gave me anxiety. (laughs) I I just feel like I don't even know you anymore. And I don't really know how to feel about that. I don't know. This is weird. (laughs) We got to go back, I think. Like you love Soren. So the fact that it's your number two, I'm baffled right now. Yes. I even own a Soren shirt because I love it so much. Wow. <laughs> yes, but that just proves how much I love my number one. Wow. Yeah. Okay. What is your number two? 
My number two is Journey into Imagination with Figment. I love it, but I still am completely aware it's made for five-year-olds, so I feel like it needs to be number two. Yeah. Plus, it's difficult because the only person that actually enjoys riding it with me is you, and if we don't have a trip together, then it's like, dang it. I like riding it so much. I took my niece on it, and she loved it. Rick will ride it with me. Like, I love it. And I'm a big fan of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and I like Flubber. So seeing that as you're walking through makes me really happy because it has, like, the nods to that. So there's just a lot with Figment all around that makes me love it. And then the ride just makes me laugh. I just... It's one of those things where the whole time I'm riding it, I just have a giant smile on my face and I look like a fool and I love it. Yeah. So my family doesn't really ride it with me. So the last time I got away with it, because I told Luke it was a roller coaster. You have to. (laughs) And then when we were on it, like, it was just so upsetting because he literally was just sitting there like, what the heck did you drag me on? And I'm like, one little spark of <laughs> like, inspiration. He was so upset and my energy was like getting lower because he was lower, which was so upsetting. So I was like, I can really only ride this with Gina. Okay, look, next time FaceTime me. I'll ride it alone. <laughs> and that kind of goes for anybody. If you need someone to ride Journey and Imagination with, just give me a call. You can FaceTime me. We can Instagram does this like video message thing. I'll ride along with you. I don't care where I'm at. Like you give me a call and I will ride journey into imagination with you. That sounds perfect. Literally anywhere I'm at, I will walk out of to ride that with you. Maybe not church because I feel like that's not a good thing to do, but anywhere else. It's surprising to me that that's number two on your list. Although not surprising, if that makes sense. I was very back and forth. Like I said, I went with the logic that it's for a five-year-old, so it probably shouldn't be my number one. Yeah. (laughs) I also was like, all right, end of the night, I can only do one more ride, and I wouldn't pick Journey into Imagination. That's exactly how I felt with my number one. And what did you pick? So my number one is actually Frozen. I... I feel like most of the people know that I love Alice in Wonderland. I'm obsessed with Olaf. I compare myself to him a lot. That's it. We were trying to figure out last week who's the one character I hate. It must be Olaf. Oh my god. I'm just kidding. Sorry, that was really mean. (laughs) I was like, I feel like you're also Olaf, so you're just hating yourself. (laughs) Absolutely. The only character that I might be more like than Olaf is Figment. Yes. During our traditions, which is like the orientation to working at Disney, they asked what our favorite character was. I didn't come prepared with this answer, so when they came to me, saying Olaf just like made it certain that he was my favorite because it was just like on such a whim and I felt like everybody was staring at me. (laughs) Olaf. (laughs) Like when you flip a coin and while it's in the air, you decide what it was that you wanted. Yeah. That's what you did. But I, uh, I love it. I also really love Frozen 2. I actually think I liked Frozen 2 better than the original Frozen. I agree. Which most sequels suck. And this one just happened to be better. I can agree with that. <laughs> and I also think, like, out of all the princes, quote, spouses in all of Disney movies and stuff, I think Kristoff is the, like, handsomest. You He's shut your Rider. mouth. You forgot about Flynn Rider. Yeah. He is my Flynn Rider. Oh, he's such a hunk. Like, seeing real-life Kristoff on stage, I was like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, am I drooling? Please look at me. I love you. <laughs> You can throw up your card. When you're not in character, call me. But yeah, so that was definitely a very difficult 
decision for me. No, that's definitely fair. But I would ride Frozen all day long if I could. I don't think that ride would ever get old to me or boring. I also really liked the ride that was there before Maelstrom. I enjoyed that way too much. So I think that's also, it was just like the same kind of boaty ride. I'm glad that the fact that you like Maelstrom didn't kill Frozen for you. Like Runaway Railway, how you throw a fit every time and say that you like the great movie ride. I'm glad that it didn't have that effect. Yeah. Well, I just liked Maelstrom for the ride itself, like the boat ride itself. I didn't really care what the plot was, and they didn't really change the course of it too much. No, they used the same track, I believe. Yeah. That wasn't upsetting to me, plus they added my one of my favorite movies, so that was nice. The thing about the great movie ride was it was so dearing to my heart. Like it had a special place emotionally for me (laughs) versus Maelstrom is just like kind of physical. (laughs) So now we know that Frozen has a special place in your heart. And if they ever change that, they're screwed. She's coming for Disney. I don't think they'll ever change it though. I think that ride does too well. Oh, it definitely does. Especially the families that bring kids in there. Definitely. I'd have to say I'd miss the fast passes being free for that ride that was always a treat when you like accidentally got it (laughs) i agree that one and flight of passage and animal kingdom were always like i just got a fast pass so my number one if you guys have not figured it out yet is actually soren fab's number two which i thought would be her number one yeah, I went by if it's the end of the night and I can only ride one more, what would it be? And I decided it was Soren. I do really love it. And I think every time you're on there, you see something new, you smell something new. It's amazing. It's a feel-good ride. It is a feel-good ride. I love it. It also makes me really excited to travel the world more, I think. Mm-hmm. It like gave me places. ideas of other places I wanted to go. Like yeah. I didn't know I wanted to go to Tasmania. Tanzania? Yeah, Tasmania is Australia. I was like, wait. Tanzania. Tanzania. (laughs) I didn't know I wanted to go to Tanzania. That is where the elephants are. It's beautiful. Now I want to go there. So, yeah, I love it. Kilimanjaro. I think it would be very exciting if they took you around, like, in the three different rooms that you could go. You can pick, like, all of Asia or all of Africa. You know, that would be cool, too. How they did, like, soaring over California. So then they could, like, change it to, like, different... It's the same thing of, like, you can see the places again and again and again, which I don't think it'll ever get old for me, but I think it would be cool to switch it up. I agree. We'll get some variety. I'll be the photographer. You can hire me to travel the world. (laughs) (laughs) I volunteer as tribute if you need someone to travel the world. There we go. We go with the talking with the hands. I just threw up three fingers. (laughs) My lips are too chapped. I was going to say that was not a whistle. (laughs) Oh, nope. Two chapped still. Three days, they won't be chapped. <laughs> so that's all of our rides then. Do you just want to give me like your number one and two shows? A lot of shows in Epcot. Just about every pavilion, I feel like, has a show, it feels like. So what are your like one and two shows? So I really like the drumming show in Japan. I forgot <laughs> you counted the street performers. I only counted the shows that are like... Yeah. organized in Disney if that makes yeah. sense. I don't like, know actually has a time that they'll come out. Yeah. I but would I agree. Say, the drummers are really cool. The drummers be any show for me. That is I don't, Japan. I don't know what is <laughs> that show. I love it. Fair. If it makes you happy, it makes you happy. 
these girls, I, we, Cassie and I, uh, I think my dad too, Cassie, my sister and my father and I actually did the meet and greet after their show. After all the children were done, we went up and said, hi, they work out like all day long. You have to, their arms are jacked. So nice. So they work out all day long and they do the practices. And then I think she said six hours that they practice. Yeah. I just think it's so cool. I would love this as a workout. I know my mom teaches pound, which is basically drumsticking. Yeah. Yeah. Drumsticking. (laughs) That's my number, number one. Oh yeah. The reflections of China. This is really nice. It's such a kink in the neck because their screens 360. It's a lot. <laughs> such a fast history lesson of China. Like it's mm. such a different grasp on. I wish you could sit for it. I get why you can't. I, I went and watched that show and my feet were so tired. And I was like, I yeah. just sit. Definitely do that in the beginning of the day rather than like the end where you're just trying to find air conditioning because mm. you can't sit. Yeah. But it made me so like stoked. Oh, China's just so beautiful. If you're ready, again, guys, to see how different of people Sab and I are, my <laughs> two that I picked are Turtle Talk with Crush. <laughs> it's so cute. They mainly talk to the kids, but he's still so funny. They'll have Crush come out, and he'll talk to kids. He'll answer, like, scientific questions. He'll answer some funny questions. He'll just tell you about turtles. It's really cute. And my other one that I picked is the Pixar Short Film Festival, yeah, it's right out next to Journey into Imagination. And again, it's I think it's a nice little break in the air conditioning, and I really like Pixar shorts that they picked. Yeah, I agree. Feast. I do. I love it. Feast. With the dog? Yes. Yeah. I love it. It is so exciting that our concept of it, like we understand what's happening, like from a dog's point of view. I know. I love it. Like it's just, oh my God, it makes me so excited. It's so cute. If you haven't seen it, it's called Feast. You can find it on Disney+. Plus. But if you're going to the park, watch it in the park because it's just really cute. Yeah. And it's, an, again, another nice break in the air conditioning. And it has seats. There's a pattern to our... <laughs> we like air. <laughs> our madness. The Hi, Japan my- is not indoors, FYI. Yeah, that's There's a show out of the area across the way. But then there was a six-foot man... That stood in front of me during our last show, and I was trying to stay in the shade. <laughs> oh, it's like, dang it! Like, all right, it looks like I'm moving. Yeah, but that one, I'll stand by it. You can FaceTime me for that one. There you go. <laughs> I will take it. <laughs> but guys, that is our entire list of Epcot. Are we ranked it all for you? So thank you guys so much. For listening week after week make sure to go ahead and give us those stars if you liked us we love five stars it really helps us get out there if you need anything at all if you want to talk to us just want to follow along on our adventures this week in disney go ahead and follow us at spill the d pod on instagram we will be posting basically daily of our adventures in disney and it's going to be so much fun so on Thursday, when this airs, my sisters and my mother and I will be doing yoga in front of the castle. Oh my God. It's basically sunrise yoga. Then you have Friday too. Yes. So Friday, I'll be doing the 5K. So you can follow me along with that too. Saturday, we will both be in Universal. So we'll probably be posting some Universal. I know we're really going to throw people off with our Disney page. And then on Sunday, I will be doing the half marathon. So you can follow along with that. And then I'll be in Hollywood Studios. 
So exciting. Uh, this is so, so exciting. A new journey into our Disney life. This is the first time we are both doing run Disney stuff. I'm excited to be able to talk to you guys about it too. But guys, if you see us while we're in Disney Universal, come up and say hi. I know if you follow us on Instagram, you know what our faces look like. Come say hi. We will absolutely love it. And we would love to meet some of you amazing people. Yes. It will be really awkward, <laughs> but it'll be fun. Plus You're going to have- see how, again, you'll see how different our personalities are. Sat will be nice and awkward with you. And I'm going to talk to you like I actually know you. So... <laughs> <laughs> And you can you can go in for the hug. I just you lead it and I'll follow. That is also how we're different. You know we'll hug you. You can hug me. <laughs> I'm a stranger. I won't. Pre-COVID, I probably would have hugged a stranger if they came up and was like, "Oh my god, I know you from Spill the Day." But like, yes, you go in. I'll hug you. Yes, you can also actually find us. I uh, will be wearing Spill the D merch to Sunrise Yoga. Perfect. Yeah, so you'll be able to find me. And then at the run, you'll be dressed with Aurora style. I will have pink and blue bottoms. Perfect. And I will be dressed as Drizella. So look for the big-ass bow on my head. (laughs) I think everybody's going to have a big-ass bow. (laughs) Well, my bow's going to be bigger. (laughs) Bigger the hoop, bigger the uh, the hoe. (laughs) Bigger the bow, bigger the hoe, whatever. That rhymes. The, The hoop thing doesn't rhyme. No, but it's the H and the H. Oh. All right, guys. Sorry. So thank you again so much for listening. And in a few days, we will be at the castle. Actually, in front of it. In front of the castle.